good morning, good day, good afternoon, good whatever time of day it is for you. This is The Material Podcast, episode 156, and I am your host, Florence Ion, joined by the undeniably unable to be cloned, <laughs> Andy Anako. Well, it just goes to show you how well the cloning process is working, even at this late uh, developer beta stage. <laughs> is that what it is? Is that what it's in right now? <laughs> well, I see if if this if if there this is a cloning thing going on, I have very good reason to be pretty honked off because the day kind of day I had today, like if there were three of me and I'm the guy who got chosen to like be Andy Anatko and deal with that Andy Anatko stuff, I there I gotta have a meeting with some some of those Westworld people because I feel like there should be some sort of a rotation. I feel like I get to, you know, the the, the next time there's like a, a, an aunt who desperately needs lawns cut and it has to be today because she's freaking out because people are coming over tomorrow and she forgot that her, her lawnmower is broken and that, and it's 82 degrees. I would just wonder, I'm just going to say, Hey, I did it the last time. I'm okay. I covered it. Did you I don't just care mow if you, I don't lawn? care if you were, I don't care if you are Andy prime. I, and were I'm just you just quote. mowing a lawn in 83 degree East coast humidity? Uh, not quite. Oh, but. bless your heart. I've, I've, <laughs> I've I've had that call before though. It's oh boy. It's what happens, oh boy. It, it's what happens when like you're 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 on that sort of like uh, like that that covering two different generations where mm -hmm. like and there's not a whole lot of like males like nieces and nephews and that generation is still like oh well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call call your I'm not gonna call your sister to do that I'm gonna call you and I'm like oh thank goodness <laughs> I'm happy to help you but I'd be happier to help you like when it's like in the high 60s maybe and when i have time to like rent one of those really cool like mecca lawnmowers with like the spider like mowing attachments that can do the entire lawn in one pass uh you know i believe they have robot lawnmower cleaners now i mean if you've got <laughs> robot vacuums and you've got robot mops and also robot window washers which i might consider getting one because my windows are <laughs> disgusting uh they're not easy to clean these are not easy things to do. Maintaining a house is not easy. Yeah, that's that's why that's why <laughs> oftentimes I don't. I just say, you know what? <laughs> if if the windows get that dirty, then I don't have to like buy those expensive custom blinds that I was going to be buying in two months anyway. It's just a win-win. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know what else is a win-win? Uh, would be Yasmin has a new Google video series. And yes. I, I mean, we got to extol the wonders of our friend Yasmin. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah, so she tweeted about it this afternoon, like just as I was writing up the show, the show notes. Uh, and she's, uh, it's right on the uh, Google design YouTube channel. Uh, the show is called centered. It's a series exploring human centered design. And like not not to I'm absolutely not denigrating like the Googlers who do shows where it's like from like a little like custom set next to their cubicle or like they walk across the aisle to someplace else. I'm not denigrating them. They're still great. They're still great shows. But it's like, I'm like oh, well, how nice they're, they're using. She's a great presence. She's a good explainer. She's a great communicator. And she's traveling the entire world talking to developers <laughs> about like about how developers are using like human centered design the first episode she is in Amman Jordan and so you see this beautiful like professional drone shot yeah. of of Amman and her walking through these ancient streets and talking to people uh who are like working with the international rescue committee and like uh, and uh, how uh, volunteers from uh, google.org uh, are helping like design and redesign apps that helps uh, Syrian refugees uh and it's like okay <laughs> Well done, Yasmin. And she's wonderful at it, as you know she would be. So it's, she doesn't have her own channel yet. I think she should have her own channel. But if you just uh, hit, hit up the Google Design channel on YouTube, you can see the first episode. Uh, and you're going to want to see the first episode because she is 81 different kinds of wonderful in it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it was really great. I watched the the whole 10-minute episode. Uh, everyone go support Yasmin. Just go to the internet and support. Exactly. Support we, our friends. Again, we, we, we knew her when. So like, it's like, it's, it's kind of, it yes. kind of points out that like, so obviously like, you know, we're still friends and we're still like following, seeing her, her on Twitter. And it's like for the past year, every time I'd see her, it's like a, a different, a different airport lounge or different thing. She didn't, she didn't announce it or talk about it, but she was clearly doing a lot of traveling for some reason. And 
Uh, I think I think she was also doing. Uh, she and other Googlers were doing like design uh, design seminars and design like classes while they're while they're traveling. But my goodness, what a what a wonderful job for Yasmin to have. What a great person to do it. Yeah, agreed. And what a great way to to take advantage of all that traveling. <laughs> um, I, I hope they, I hope she gets to keep the air miles because they yes. they must be rather glorious by now. Well, and I just know like in my own travels, like being a journalist, I am often but but then again, when I'm on vacation, I'm on vacation. But anyway, <laughs> that's a different that's a different thing. Um, hey, so I had a lovely little surprise in my inbox today, I guess which was the Google One app went live. Uh, I got a little message from Google about it because I did sign up for them to let me know. And um, I was immediately able to access it from my Pixelbook, which I've been using nonstop to work these last couple of weeks. So I accessed it there, accessed it there, excuse me, accessed it there. <laughs> and um, the browser even, I even got like this nifty little, do you want to open this up in the app? Because I had already had the app downloaded and everything. So the Google One app has gone live. <laughs> yeah, I, I I got it too. I still don't know what the big, de- it feels just like a rebranding, like, not, like they just changed the icon and very little else because, okay, so you download the Google One app and I'm all I'm on, I'm on tenterhooks. I figure, great, now that I have the av- actual app itself, I don't have press release. I don't I'm not it's not a briefing or anything like that. I can actually use the thing that Google has promised. And, and it's like, okay, there's a really nice material design little gadget box that shows me how much storage I have used on each one of the Google services. Very nice. And a, a radio button group so that if I wanted to upgrade, I could do that. Okay, but well done. That's and uh, and offers which I don't know. Uh, there's did you redeem your five dollar credit for Google Play? Uh, not yet. I th- That's no, pretty I, much I, a free rental, Andy. I think, You're no, gonna want to redeem that. I think. I think. I actually. I think. I already got it when I signed up. I didn't. I didn't get it through the app, so it's still like floating around somewhere, hovering, waiting to claim uh, some sort of Marvel movie that I was interested in seeing, but not so interested to actually spend $12 or take time out of my schedule to go to a movie theater. But uh, but there's, so there's special, there's a whole tab for special offers, which sound, which now sounds an awfully, an awful lot like we will use this conduit to sell like special marketing opportunities to hotels and other places. And I'll be, Upset and confused by that until I get a good deal on a hotel room at a time where I needed a hotel room in a city where I was actually traveling. I mean, okay, you can you don't have to take offers that are being offered to you if you don't, you don't want them. But it's like again, what is the point of Google One? Is it is it is this their launching pad for something like Amazon Prime, where you're a member of Google One, which means that we are going to be giving you free services, but we're calling the whole package Google One. And so this is going to be your main dashboard to, oh, by the way, we have a custom, we have our own like new series that we're producing and you can access it through here. Or there's a promotional, like, I, I have no idea. I'm still, I'm still at that stage where I have to sort of speculate as to what the point of Google One is. There is no overflow menu. <laughs> like I just, I just tap and nothing, there's nothing there. Um, it's just, it, it shows up and it's empty. Uh, which is very interesting. Also, there is a button for you to call for help yeah. um, to but, chat. But help you can for call storage. Or chat. If you, if you want to talk to, it's like a, I don't know, like a like a singles chat line for people who are really really interested in off offsite storage. I mean, listen, it's 2018. They've got a niche for everything. I'm just saying. Uh, if it's, if there are more than nine people and they've got a bulletin board, they've got a bulletin board. It's not a kink. It's just a. <laughs> it's just a meetup. I, um, <laughs> I just I I just don't know that store that that Google Drive storage is so complicated that they need to really brag that you get you get one on one help on again. I'm I'm just reiterating that I don't know what the point of this is, but I have it. Okay. Okay. So I pay for a hundred gigabytes per month whatever. Uh, and according to my breakdown in Google one, I've got 2.51 gigabytes in Google drive, five gigabytes in Gmail 
and a whopping 16 gigabytes in Google Photos. So there you go. Good. That's that's Good. what Google One broke broke it down for me. A lot of my data is in Google Photos. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I, okay. do, I did upload like all of my wedding photos and everything in high res. I just don't know what I win. Do I win what something? What do you win? Like if I, if I get that if I get that bar of storage like all right. the way to the right, like congratulations, you just you just broke the bank of of Google Photos by uploading all of your raw files into Google. I again, I don't. There's so, uh, but at least uh, I, there's this was a lot of like little features got uh, got uh, released this week. A lot of them like they did uh, they added like five new features to Google Messages. Uh, and so I figured this out before I got the press release because smart replies started popping up like in my conversations. Same. Um, do, you got them? What, what, what do you think well, about them so far? For I'm annoyed because I have the smart replies and I have some of the features. I don't have all of them. So I don't have the Android messages for web right. ability yet. But I did start seeing the smart replies on my Android messages uh, as soon as two weeks ago. So they kind of were popping up and I saw it probably came in one of those overnight, you know, app updates. And then um, <laughs> I, I but I don't want to use them because it's that's not how I talk to people through SMS. Yeah, it's um, I, I don't know. I, I, the one question that I realized I should have asked Google is. Does it start learning your conversational style based on your past, starting with your past history existing of Google Messages, or when you when the feature goes live, that's when it starts learning? Because after a week, I found that it had picked up one or two of my little like short, like you know, I, I tend to say howdy instead of hello, so now that tends to auto populate. Mm. But it hasn't it hasn't done anything to. Uh, to, uh, to uh, it hasn't done anything to make me think. Oh my! Oh my goodness! What a wonderful feature this is. Um, I'm also. I have to say that I'm also someone who doesn't. I'm not in love with those auto replies. I have a lot of friends with Apple watches, and um, there have been times where I've been sort of honked off by a friend who was like sort of like grunting replies to me when I was uh, when I was like sort of like uh, oh oh by the way um we still haven't figured out like what kind of plans we're going to make uh, when we're what we're doing for uh, for Saturday when we're getting together for a dinner and a movie are you still on for that yep okay great um is there a particular time that uh, you're figure out nope like okay um well I, I kind of want to see the Avengers movie but I'm not sure like if I if I also, there's also the Mr. Rogers thing that don't know and it took me a while to feel, okay, you know what? I'm speaking in bricks and, and complete <laughs> sentences here. I thought we, if you don't want to go, that's fine. Just say, I don't want to go anymore. <laughs> and it took me a while to realize that, oh, he's like somewhere and he's responding like on his Apple Watch, which just gives him like, yes, no, like probably and like, as opposed to, yeah, boy, I, I've, I've read a lot of good things about that Mr. Rogers movie. And I actually think I'd much rather see that in a group of people rather than, no, it's going to say, yep. So that's I'm I'm worried that I'm worried that I'm gonna have the same sort of like social Turing test with like message auto replies too, where it's like, you know, I I just wanted to I just want I've never really said this out loud before, but I really think what you contribute to this podcast is one of the most wonderful things, not on just for this show, but ever. I mean, you really are one of my favorite favorite podcasters, and if I weren't participating in this, I would definitely be listening to this show because you really have a wonderful voice and a great attitude, and always something really really smart to say. Thanks. Like, oh, okay. I, I didn't. I mean, again, I, I didn't. I didn't compliment this person, or I didn't compliment you, thinking that you're going to like return the compliment. I really just sincerely, but okay. I, I'm I'm glad that I didn't just say nice. I, I could, maybe maybe I should have just like given you a nice job sticker. <laughs> I will say I have had some success with the Allo smart replies. Um, granted. The person, the persons I talk to on Allo, there are only three actual persons. Uh, two of them are Ron and Jason from All That Android, and the third one is my husband. And <laughs> I've managed to get away with it, with with them, not really knowing that it's a smart reply. And I have to say, when you are busy about town, you just got a lot of stuff going on, and your phone is blown up, and you want to kind of like just reply because, you know, maybe people are expecting a reply from you. Like the smart replies are really helpful. 
Interesting thing that you noted, though, <clears throat> about how it learned that you say howdy. I have over, I would say, three or four years worth of logs in my Android messages just stored, which is partly why I actually don't use the app a lot because it takes forever to load. But no, I don't want to delete like any of my conversation with my best friend because it's like super sacred and I can keep it everywhere I go with me. Why the heck not? Yeah. I don't know. But it hasn't it hasn't, you know, it hasn't kicked in. No. Mm. Yeah, maybe. No. But what I would love if 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 uh, every single company that does some sort of like a shortcut auto reply, if there was just some sort of flag in the in, embedded in the response that makes you know that oh by the way this was this was a real human being who re- replied, but this was like an auto this was like a, a a canned reply as opposed to no they decided to simply say I'm can't I can't stand it anymore I love you I love you I love you I love you do you I want to spend the rest of my life with you darling do you love me sure. See, again, it'd be fine if, like, again, she's in the middle of, like, a triathlon and I caught her in the middle of, like, a two-mile swim. But even though she ruined her split times to to tap a button on her watch. So, um, but, yeah, you, you mentioned you message, uh, you mentioned uh, me- uh, messages for web, which is I'm sort of looking forward to. So, you, I, I don't have it. You don't have it either? I do not have it. Yeah. I have not been using messages on the web because I do not have that ability, nor do I have the ability to search for GIFs. Which is, you know, which is okay. I've been doing it through the Google keyboard app or the Gboard app, as you would call it. Um, But no, no Android messages for the web. Yeah, I'm 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 excited about it because I don't see I'm I'm in I'm in a situation where I could be getting like a message sometime tonight. And so I've got like my phone handy and it really doesn't feel like I'm living in the 21st century if I'm connected to a really expensive laptop that's also connected to the internet and I've got a Google browser here and it can't just figure out that, Hey, maybe you could write route some of these things to, to the browser instead. So I'm really looking forward to it, but yeah, you do have have the uh, nine to five Google and other sites are showing you here's, here's how to activate it. But it means you basically tap on the dot, dot, dot menu and look for, (laughs) look for a new sub menu that isn't there yet. And I'm kind of wearing out the corner of my screen Hoping that hoping that I'll find it someday. Yeah. Um. It, for the record, it connects just like Allo does to the web through a QR code that you snap a photo of, a QR code that's displayed in your browser window. It's super easy. It's seamless. I mean, I'm assuming it's seamless and super easy according to what people have written about it already. But Andy and I have not used it. So technically, Andy, we can't give it a stamp of anything because mm, yeah. we haven't had any experience. Yeah, it it does. I, I'm I'm optimistic. It does look like they're doing it well. Um, I think that I've had a problem with Apple's uh, messages app that when it tries to be clever and try to make sure that wherever you are, we'll make sure that you get your message. Sometimes it's way way too clever, and it tries and it it will send the 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 fact that I was at my computer, but then I left my computer and then like went into the car. Uh, and the, but the, but the thing is the last time I interacted with messages or interacted with this friend over messages was at the computer. And so when my friend tries to message me and say, Oh, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm I've hit traffic. I'm probably not going to be there until like another 20 minutes later. It of course, dutifully doesn't go to the watch or go to the phone. It goes to my computer back in the office. So it looks so oddly enough, I think that it's possible that, uh, that Google's implementation of this will be smarter for just being dumb. <laughs> yeah. It- you know, it, the other thing, too, is a lot of uh, there's been a lot of chat on the web about the fact that um, this is why Allo isn't really being given much attention these days, because I feel like a lot of those features are just going to get rolled in. All you've got to do is implement that Allo layout. And I think I would go back to using messages. But I don't know. Allo is just so much faster. Yeah, I just can't. I just I really just want the S- an SMS app. I don't want yeah. to. I don't have to wonder if someone is going to get this via Hangouts or via Allo or via some other thing. I know that they have SMS. All the times when I thought that someone, I, I, I've given, I've sent a message to somebody and they didn't get it, it was because I decided to again be clever and send it via Hangouts or via messages instead of just simply saying SMS. Make please make this person's phone make a make, make a beeping sound and then show exactly what I'm what I'm typing right now. You don't have to animate it. You don't have to put like a cartoon version of my face pretending to speak this thing I'm saying. 
just let them know that I've fallen in the middle of a deep, deep hole. Uh, I'm bleeding very, very fast, and I would like very much for you to send a helicopter. That's all you have to do. I just have to say on that note, my mother-in-law loves Bitmoji and <laughs> often replies to us with them, and it is the cutest and most wonderful thing, and I wish that all technology could be adopted by everybody just like that. <laughs> Like you know, I, you know, I never thought of it that way. Maybe that's a you, you you try to get people to use a great feature, a great communications app, just on the virtue of the fact that it's it's reliable, it's secure, end to end, it's multi platform. Everyone should. I want all of my friends and all of my family to start using this app and standardize it because we're going to love it. And that doesn't get that doesn't get them. But once they say, "Oh, by the way, it'll do face tracking and it'll like you, you can be a unicorn that's vomiting rainbows as you speak." That gets them using the end-to-end -end encrypted, secure, fast, safe <laughs> messaging app. Hey, we're just humans, all right? <laughs> uh, a fact that I'm reminded of every day on this blighted planet. Yeah, oh, boy. We are going to have that kind of show tonight, folks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm hot. My, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing like a cotton T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that now weighs like eight pounds. I'm marinating my own juices here. It's just not fun. Now uh, you can see why I enjoy the dry summers of California. <laughs> exactly. That's, again, it's every time. You dry every, off when you enter the house. Oh, goodness. Every time. <laughs> I, well, let's see. Then, then uh, there is there is one nice thing about, uh, another nice thing about the this this new place I'm living is that, of course, there's like a park bench like on the sidewalk right outside like my house slash office. So if I really do like a couple nights ago, I really was like I don't I, I've been sitting in front of this fan <laughs> like for four hours. I really just want to cool off. I can just simply sit in this park bench using my network, streaming my own video <laughs> like I, like wow. I'm hooking onto my own network. I feel like I'm getting away with something. It feels great. That's amazing. Um, you know who I don't think is getting away with anything, or at least not by me, uh, is Oppo. <laughs> now, there's been, like, I never think about Oppo, first of all, like ever, because <laughs> they're a Chinese smartphone company and uh, they have no market share here. Like, they're just not here. That's, that's <laughs> just not a brand that's here. But uh, every tech blog out there is going gaga over this uh, pop-out slider design for the camera. So effectively removing all the bezels, the bezels are gone. But if you need the camera, then it pops out sort of seamlessly, or at least that's where all the animated GIFs have shown. But yeah, the Oppo Find X. Is that the Oppo or the, or the other one? Because I, I, I think the, they're... they're I'm I'm glad to see companies try to figure out different solutions to the problem of if bezel if edge to edge screen be if bezel less designs edge to edge screens are what, where we're going from now on. Of course, are we going to have to make sure that we have a we have a little tab or ears on the screen? Is that is that the only solution? And I like that there are other phone companies that are trying out different ideas. Um, so the, the Oppo, which I haven't, I they must have sent like a hundred phones to a hundred people. I was not one of those lucky people, uh, but uh, I but it's I, I was looking at uh, uh, one of the reviews. And I like this idea. So the, their idea is that instead of having a cutout for the a cutout inside the screen for the for the lens of the camera, it's actually a slider. So the screen will slide down, or the back of the thing will slide up, re revealing. So the so the so it's not just like one little bit of the of camera sort of popping up like R two D two like when he's has to when he when he sinks in Tatooine and uh, and has to like periscope his way back to the shore. No, it's like the it's like a regular slider phone instead of sliding to reveal uh, a uh, a keyboard slides to reveal a uh, a camera uh, and the cool thing is that this is actually like motorized i didn't realize that i thought that it was like you just do like we almost do you just sort of like squeeze it and just like slide the screen up but you just swipe up from the bottom and it goes and you suddenly you see this little little eyeball staring back at you and i just think it's so cool now um I think it was the Verge who referred to it as like the coolest worst feature of of 2018, and which is okay. That's a that's certainly a, a good line. Uh, they were called uh, they were praising it because it was a very 
interesting idea and it's so cool to activate it but okay correctly pointing out that if you the fact that you're motorizing this thing means that that's another thing that can that can fail so you won't be able to use your selfie camera simply because not because you don't have a working camera but because the really cool high-tech uh design centric idea to make it work has stopped working uh and also that okay fine that's a way to get like grit and grime and sort of get trapped between these two layers there was a problem with the previous slider phones and also mentioning that that it, all, it also compromises like waterproofness okay fine but my goodness what a great party trick that thing is like to you know i'm sure that we're going to see this in the next like james bond movie because you know how like all the james bond movies they have a tradition of giving james bond a phone based on who paid for product placement not based on what any sensible person would carry for a phone so james bond is always carrying these really weird it's the nokia pizza phone every every, the screen folds out like petals of a flower and one of them is a nose touch sensor and he of course he has to use it with a fake interface to make it actually practical and functional where it's like okay meanwhile in the real world everybody's using iphones or android phones but yeah it's it's cool it's again i i like the idea of at least saying if we're absolutely this gall darn gall fired sure that we can't have that we can't possibly be seen in public with a screen that uh, that has bezels on it at least they have new ideas coming. That's a really cool idea. I really like it. Well, I like your optimism, Andy. That's great. We need more people like you in this world because... Again, with Chloe, just, now we can. <laughs> uh, I just... I, I don't... I'm just not into it. Okay. <sighs> see, I, I see, don't that, know. That, I, I'm with you because it's it's not like I would forsake the 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 Google Pixel version three for the Oppo Find X, a Chinese phone that I can't get in this country just because I, I want even, the party trick. I can't even like the Pixel two is such a simplistic looking phone on the outside, but it is like it is literally my third arm, hand, <laughs> second brain, uh, third foot. Uh, second spine, um, third lung, I don't know, whatever. It is a part of me that I cannot let go, but, you know, leaving out the hyperbole, it is just a really dang great phone. Yeah. It's light, you know, I could just like carry it like this with my little ring, just carry it with my little ring. You know, just put on my Bluetooth headphones. It's got all my music. It's got all every conversation I've had with my best friend. Every fight we've had in the last four years <laughs> is right here on this phone. Every photo that I need, which apparently is 16 gigs of photos, is on here. Um, and the camera is just the absolute best. So that is to say that I think these gimmicks are really just gimmicks. I want real, solid, good phone performance. And I feel like that's what people want, too. I feel like that's what people want, and that's why they keep going for the darn iPhones. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It's that uh, we were thinking. We might have been thinking a while ago that now that really we've all figured out what a good phone. We want a good camera. We want decent performance, but because of how well the operating system is optimized it's hard to tell the difference between the fastest phone you can buy versus just a really good mid-range or like premium phone. Now, you, you would think that now that like there's all these every time that there was a rumor about how Apple is going to do uh, a brand new like super expensive version of the iPhone with a ceramic casing that will that I don't know not only resists fingerprints but make but basically picks up fingerprints of a much higher class of users so that if your if your phone is stolen God. they'll think that you work for the Canadian White House or something like that. I just, uh, but it seems like we're sort of like now in the thing where even Samsung phones seem to be focusing on, let's just build, let's just start off with a really, really good phone, really, really fast, a good feature set, a great camera. And then maybe we'll think about BS features to throw on after that. But the day of creating a, a different design, just to say that we we're different, just to catch people's eye at the Verizon store seems to be over with. Thank goodness. That's what I have to say for that. <laughs> Shall we jump into our ad? Let's jump into an ad. Let's, Let's jump, jump into, into it full, full featured as though it's a pool of cool, cool, clear water. I'm sorry. I'm hallucinating. I'm also dehydrated. Splash. 
Pingdom. This episode is brought to you by Pingdom. If your website was down right now, if visitors couldn't access your content or couldn't click that all-important buy now button, how would you know? You wouldn't until it was too late. And that's why you need Pingdom. They give you the peace of mind you need. Pingdom will let you know the moment your site goes down in whatever way is best for you. They are dedicated to making the web faster and more reliable. If you're a Pingdom user, monitoring the availability and performance of your server, database, or website will be a breeze. They use more than 70 global test servers that emulate visits to your site, checking its availability as often as every minute. Start monitoring your site today. All Pingdom needs is the URL, and they take care of the rest. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. Then, when you sign up, use the code MATERIAL at checkout to get a massive 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and Relay FM. Splash scene that brings us back. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of keeping with the theme there. Summertime. All right. Uh, so, so it's summertime. You. You, have, you have to look at this. You have to look at like all sweaty and not even oh, shaved. Oh, it's fine. But you see, this is why I never come to the East Coast in the summer, because I find it to be just as miserable as you are feeling right now. Sorry. Did, did I mention <laughs> that just like a 10 minute walk like down the street that way I can go to the docks where they actually like unloading like fresh clams and they make ch- clam chowder oh directly God. from clams they've just harvested and harvested. And it's like cheap as heck because they've got nothing to clams. Not, not that that's worth suffering through this kind of heat, but I'll, it's at least it's it's not a blowout. At least we put some runs on the board. True. Uh, and the beautiful scenery. I mean, really, you can't beat. Cradle of Liberty. We were the cradle of liberty. Oh, boy. Uh, cradling my podcasts is a new <laughs> podcast app or cradling this podcast very soon or maybe – Maybe this is just very meta and you're actually listening. You listener out there are listening to Andy and I on the Google Podcast app, which was released sort of out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Um, what was yesterday? Tuesday? Uh, we're filming this on Wednesday. Yep. Yeah, so it was released out of the blue on Tuesday in the morning. Uh, I received a notification via an APK Mirror tweet. Um, thank you to <laughs> the APK Mirror folks aka the Android police folks, for keeping that going. Um, I downloaded it. I logged in. It seemed to have remembered that the only podcast I ever added to my Google Play Music uh, listing was my favorite 90210 podcast. And so it brought that over. <laughs> the only 90210 podcast. It brought that over. Uh, I downloaded a couple of episodes from the archive. It was super easy to go into the app and actually like go through the archive of the podcast way easier than doing so on like pocket cast for instance um but interface wise it's just not really my cup of tea it's you know i i uh, i'm a i'm a happy long time uh, pocket cast user um it seems like the the best way i could describe it is that it's just very distinct from pocket casts and both strengths and weaknesses that mm-hmm. the nice thing about pocket casts is that once you get it dialed in you can get it to do exactly you can essentially program your own radio station so that not only are when you leave the house there's a good chance that whatever podcast you're interested in hearing at the time has already been downloaded but also that you're not so you're not always running out of space because you, you you were able to do something more sophisticated than simply say here are the 90 podcasts i subscribe to just automatically download the newest episode of every one of them uh but on the other hand, uh, Pocket Cast, the interface is, I'm not going to say cluttered. It's appropriate for the level of power that it delivers to to the user. Um, and what I really liked about uh, the Google Podcasts was that it it is clean. It's very, very beautiful material design. Uh, if you're on sort of a point-and-shoot sort of relationship with podcasts where I want to make sure that I just want to see what's new and say, ooh, that, that sounds like a really interesting episode specifically. Please download that one. That sounds great. That's how, that's how I listen to most of my podcasts. Like I, I like fresh air, but they're the reason why I don't have it download every single episode is that sometimes it'll be like three days in a row of 
over 10,000 children a day are killed uh, because of bad lug nuts attached to school buses. Here's audio of so it's like yeah. Here here is a social problem involving people suffering that you have absolutely no power to solve. But please become really really sad knowing that the world is a horrible place. So that's why it's, and ooh look they've, they've ooh look they've got an interview with David Sedaris. Okay, download that one. Um but it's it sounds like the it sounds like a very googly uh, interpretation of podcasts. I like the idea of now the assistant being a lot more powerful, not having to say, here is the, please play the latest episode of so and so based on relay dot available from relay.fm or uh, available from this podcast sub app. Uh, it's the idea of it knows it's uh, at launch, it's already indexed 2 million podcasts, not 2 million. That's not, it's not 2 million episodes, that there are 2 million podcasts just that have been indexed by it's very every, easy to make a podcast every, it's <laughs> all you need is an audio file and an rss feed and boom there you go <laughs> you know that that number makes me think that like while we're recording this podcast at least one of this is, uh, is also like recording another podcast like muting yes. the mic so we can respond to what i really liked about the new star wars solo film like oh hang on uh but the podcast app is yeah uh, it's so uh, the but the idea of having that kind of a, a smart search and also the ability to recommend shows to me because discovery is always the biggest problem the two million podcasts of which there are 13 that you will absolutely love but it's different for each person uh and you can't go by just simply here are how, how many times are, are how many times is a podcatcher going to recommend the joe rogan experience uh and fresh air uh, and just a really really super popular Oh my god, podcast the Joe Rogan that, experience is like the first thing that the Google Podcasts offer me, which yeah. is just like, oh, come on. And then like all the NPR podcasts, and I'm like, come on. <laughs> you can do better. I've been on this planet for a while. <laughs> so I know what's I, out there. You're, you're making me feel a lot better about this. Google knows everything about you. <laughs> the sort of problem we're seeing we're seeing online. But it doesn't know anything about me. Yeah. That's like the real frustrating thing is that like when it comes to podcasts. Nobody gives me what I'm looking for. Like, because, okay, sorry. I, I'm i reeling back a rant because I was going to say, actually, you know what? I'm going to jump into it, Andy. I'm Go. going to jump into it. Yeah, so you're you're mentioning a lot of, um, did we talk about in, the indexing already? Sorry, I think I maybe jumped ahead too quickly. Um, we talked no, about well, yeah, they're, they're, but, well, two million talk, podcasts. Right. Well, um, right. Are the features we can talk about? But what, what, what's what's on, what's on, what's grinding your gears at this moment? Well, it's grind. Okay, so this whole podcast app is supposed to be centered around like search, right? And that's why I was bringing up the indexing because that's like the key word there. It's and you know Google is a search company, so naturally it's like the thing that they know absolutely how to do one hundred fifty percent great. Uh, now. There, I do understand that there are some plans to bring some abilities, for instance, to search within the context of a podcast so that you'd be able to basically uh, – machine learning would be able to search the – words I'm speaking right now, which is yeah, creepy to think about. Let's, let's, let's pause a second. That's one of the really interesting features. Yes. That's, okay. It's not, it's so not do av- that it's first. Not, it's not available now, but it's, they've in the official Google blog, they're mentioning that one of the things that's going to be doing is automatically creating captions for uh, for podcasts. A because maybe you're on a you're on a crowded bus and you'd rather read a podcast as it's being as it's being broadcast. But the more important thing is that like it'll automatically translate it into a different language. So mm-hmm. there's so many English speaking podcasts, but what if you don't actually speak or understand English? So at least this will still give you that sort of a that uh, access to the show. Uh, but it also seems really uh, really cool. This wasn't mentioned in the blog post, but it seems an automatic sort of uh, feature that if they're automatically captioning these things they're making all of these episodes searchable so they know that so <laughs> so that there's a hal 9000 thing where uh, google podcast knows that we're talking about google podcasts on this podcast and maybe <laughs> so so maybe it'll be able to surface not only that oh you might enjoy the material podcast but hey you're you're particularly interested in podcatching apps here's an episode in which this pod this this uh, podcast this podcast is talking about pod I just made myself feel very very sad about myself hi I'm a podcaster and I'm on a podcast talking about a podcasting app. I feel I feel like there's a sort of inception sort of thing going on. Or it could go. You seem to be interested in Florence Ion. You should also listen to all about Android. 
And know how beginning July 2nd. Um, <laughs> excuse me, July 5th. Uh, anyway, sorry, Andy. But in all actuality, I just, the podcast discovery thing is very difficult for me. I feel like there, you know, no shade to anybody that's uh, any developer out there that's attempted it. But I just feel like when it comes to finding podcasts that match within the library of podcasts you may already listen to. Because the thing is, I'm not just listening to one particular like type of you know, podcasts. I'm not listening to podcasts about one particular type of subject. I listen to all sorts of subjects. You know, you've got your news podcasts and you've got your your Zodiac podcasts and your celebrity gossip podcasts and and your documentary podcasts and, you know, your here's how to play tarot podcasts. There's just <laughs> podcasts for everything. Anyway, basically, to conclude this, I think that if anybody can fix this, it would be Google, who is the master of indexing. <laughs> we can, yeah, we can only we can only guess as to how this is going to affect things. Like uh, you, I my favorite podcasts are ones where I ha- I feel like I have a listener relationship with the show from week to I week, to week, episode yeah. episode, and um, I'm not sure how happy I would be. If listeners of Google Podcasts were, it's always, no, here's one specific, we're going to sort of cut and paste you individual episodes that you might like. But if you're listening to this custom feed, you probably won't ever be listening to enough episodes of Answer Me This to start to get Helen and Ollie's in-jokes that they keep doing week in, week, yeah. week in and week out. So, but it's, it's, uh, it's, they seem to be doing this with the idea of, uh, like uh, when Apple did their own podcasting app, a podcatcher app. I mean, it was they. It was a podcast app, a podcasting app from Apple. Okay, yes. that's nice. So it's going to be accessible via Siri, but it was a basic app. They didn't feel they didn't seem like they were bringing anything new to the game. Whereas uh, there seemed to be trying to do things that are brand like one of the things I was really pleased with. So of course, one of the first things I did was start downloading like episodes of Fresh Air, and I noticed that there's a donate button. Not generated by fresh air, but there is like a, as a standard part of the interface. If I, I guess that if this podcast has a mechanism for sending people, sending the podcasters a box of money, here is a button that will take you to the page where you fill the box with money and mail it off, uh, which I think is very, very supportive. They're also making a uh, on the uh, uh, on the on the site. They're also making making clear that they feel they recognize that only about that one quarter of podcast hosts are female and even fewer are people of color uh and so they've actually in addition to the software side they're forming an independent advisory board that will try to figure out ways to promote podcast production outside of the fields that we're, we're currently getting um the verge has a little bit more details on this saying that they won't google won't pay any creators to make podcasts directly uh, the company said but it will likely explore ways of giving podcasts from underrepresented creators extra promotion it's also examining ways to make recording equipment more accessible to people who can't afford it and i'm all i'm all in favor of that speaking speaking as a, a, a white dude who does has a podcast um, I'm now, now that I have my own podcast, I'm f- fully in favor of making sure that no more, we, we, we've got enough white dudes talking about technology, particularly on podcasts. Uh, and so I'm, it's, we need more voices. We need more points of view. Uh, and so that's something that you wouldn't figure as a software creators would start thinking about, but I'm glad that they're thinking about it. Well, I suppose this solves Google's podcasting problem. Now, if only you can figure out what it's doing with streaming music. <laughs> I, I still don't know. I'm so <laughs> desperately confused. Nobody knows what's I going just, on. I know. I'm. A, I'm. I'm glad that. I'm glad that what uh, when I when I access YouTube, it now says YouTube Premium instead of YouTube Red. Because every time I would see the YouTube Red logo, I'm thinking, Am I? Is it, is it going to start showing me porn? Is this like the porn version of YouTube? Because I mean, red is just not a color that's associated with good things. I mean, you know, Communist yeah. Party, uh, color of hell. <laughs> it's they, red. They, they, they've never, they've never said that. You know, we the streets will run premium with the blood of our enemies. They've it's always the streets will run red with the blood yes. of our enemies. So yes, there, there's there's nothing there's nothing about the word red that implies no commercials. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good way if to they do just it, said Andy. YouTube, no commercials, that would have gotten more people signing up for this damn thing. Yeah, YouTube, no ads, ad-free, whatever, premium, call it something. Um, very quickly, interesting little article, how to prepare your Google account for when you pass away on Android Central. I thought this. I thought this was really good because – you know, uh, your Android account, it's only about like 10 years old. Um, you think that your Android account is uh, old enough to understand these huge concepts. But have you ever sat down your uh, your Google account and, and said that, you know, Google account, it's likely that I'm going to outlive you. And death is simply part of the living process. And that's why Google account, we must enjoy every single day that uh, that the world has given us because each day is precious. And although Google account uh, I'm not going to die today, probably, or tomorrow, or anytime soon, uh, much likely. Realize that I will be in a better place. And, okay, I've kind of tapped that one dry. But yeah, yeah, yeah this is something that you really should do uh, just in general, like out, even outside of Google, realizing that all of your like uh, social media accounts, they have passwords. Your bank accounts have passwords. You need to make sure that there is a way so that after you pass along, uh, your executor or, the, or someone you trust is going to be able to get at these accounts and either archive, like get access to here's here's all the photos you've posted or that you've uh, uploaded to uh, Google Drive over the past eight years. I mean, your family is definitely going to want to have access to all of those photos you've taken. Uh, they might also want to see it might be they might want to preserve your messages uh, and stuff like that as well. Uh, and then again, there's just money and, and bank accounts. And um, it's not just Google, of course, has thought very much about your death and is planning for it. It could probably predict it uh, to uh, to within like two or three days. Uh, but they actually have a really cool thing called an act, the active account manager, which I wasn't aware of until I re- read this Android Central article. Uh, you go to my account dot google dot com slash inactive and so it's sort of like a uh, like a dead man switch so that if you stop accessing well you know like you've seen you've seen enough like 80s movies where yes exactly if you, if you as soon as someone lets I go of the face, switch dear exactly. listener i made a face on the skype so basically you you, you get to define what ha- if, if anything should happen if, if google should do anything special if you don't use your account for x months days years whatever so if if, if something should happen to render this account as to look inactive, you can actually designate, tell Google, I want you to send an email to this person specifically, and there are checkboxes for everything that you've got on Google saying, I want this person to have access to this, 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 this. I don't want them to have access to messages, but definitely access to contacts and photos. And so they will get a, again, if you stop using this account uh, for X amount of time, uh, this person will get a very tasteful email. <laughs> saying that if you were reading this, Algernon has probably gone on to Facebook. I we would like to say a better place, but we and I know that's not true. He's he's lit up anyway. Yeah. So so basically this it's an automatic thing so that you don't really have to plan for anything. You don't have to do anything. It'll be done uh, automatically. Uh, and also, they actually have, of course, they've been through this stuff uh, enough times that even if you don't set this up, they actually have a tech support page that's called, quote, submit a request regarding a deceased user's account. So if, again, if let's say that you didn't, your, your family member did not uh, prepare your Google account, their Google account that way, you can still you know, des- contact Google. They have an actual formal process for releasing ac- releasing access to that data to someone who can prove that. Okay, here is the death certificate. Here is my relationship to the deceased. So that's it is stuff to think about because it, you would uh, um, part of the you know having uh, you know settled uh, both my parents' estates. It's part of the. F- uh, Part of the joy of going through all their stuff is finding the shoe boxes full of photos, and knowing that look, if I were just saying I'm, if I were just saying I'm only going to get this, I, we want to close down this whole this whole house in like two days. Whatever doesn't look like it's got money in it or doesn't look worth, it's worth fighting over, we're just going to chuck in the in the in the bin. And then, but you've you found like just an envelope of photos tucked in with a whole bunch of pile of stuff, and now again, your Google Photos account is that pile is that envelope of photos only it's got like eight thousand pictures in it so 16 gigs in my case <laughs> exactly they google will not be able to tell your surviving relative what google one is the hell is all about anyway so true uh I, you can also custom leave a custom message behind which is just like 
intense. <laughs> it's just very <laughs> intense. I don't know how else to say that. Uh, it's a very intense thing, which just makes me think about like, you know, it makes me think about life after yeah. you and like what people are going to think about your data that you leave behind. Uh, me specifically, like I, I'm anyway, I'm leaving behind a lot of data. I've been on the internet for a long time and all the kids after me have been on the internet since like they came out of the womb. <laughs> so some of them involuntarily, you know, your parents starts you a Facebook account without your permission, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I've, you know, I've, I've thought about I've thought about that myself too. There are I've I've never done I've I've never felt that there's anything on any of my computers that is I don't know odd or weird or that that would change people's perception of me to such an extent that I would definitely not want people to see this folder of stuff. Um, nonetheless, there's always the like here is a, here is a folder just full of uh, like old like 1960s uh, like car ads. And like, why was, what's the common thread? What, what was Andy so interested in? And it's like, no, he was actually just trying to do like, he was, he was, he was redesigning his website and he thought that sort of a 60s sort of thing would kind of look okay. Uh, and yeah, it's sometimes you feel as though you would like to leave behind like sort of an annotated, <laughs> an annotated sort of version of like all of your files saying, okay, you're, you're going to see a lot of Teletubbies videos. It wasn't a, it wasn't like a sexual thing. I just thought there was a really, really fun show and I enjoyed watching it. I'm not embarrassed about that, but don't think that there was anything weird about it apart from being a grown man who enjoyed it. Now that I didn't, I actually don't like the Teletubbies show, but you know, there's, there's, there are these shows that you'd like to make sure that people know that again, I am, I, if I like the West Wing, it's not because I had a thing for Stockard Channing. I just like the West Wing. Well, I certainly love to watch Riverdale because everybody is beautiful on that show. But, you know, anyway, um, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> uh, so this is actually an article that I opened up my Google Chrome on my Pixel today and saw that I had opened the tab over the weekend and then I ended up not reading it, which I feel bad about. But I kind of don't because I try not to, like, read all the time, you know, because... <laughs> That's the thing we do a lot now. We just kind of like read, read, read and not give ourselves a break. And, you know, I like to use the weekends to give myself a break from the Internet as well, since I work on it. You know, got to give yourself a healthy break away. Um, but there was this uh, editorial in the Boston Globe that actually when I saw it, I wanted to send it to you. And then and then I didn't because it was the weekend <laughs> and I'm not going to bother. I'm not just. This is the weekend. Sorry, Andy. But I thought about you for a second. Uh <laughs> it was a, it was the strangest thing too. And I, to, to keep you not to keep you on uh, all on uh, in in advance or whatever. Uh, so they the Boston Globe editorial board had an editorial for like their special like Sunday tech section called break up google making the point that they that google should be broken up because they're too big and too powerful but before we get into that it was weird because i actually got a tweet that so this is this is how this is why like newspapers are now software i got a tweet automated uh, saying at anatgo comma we think that the, the, what do you think we think that the google should be broken up and then a link to like this this interactive article and i didn't know what to think about it i had to go look at that account to see that, okay, no, they've actually done that to like a dozen different people. And I'm just wondering why I got picked for this wonderful thing about thinking that maybe the Boston Globe thinks, thinks enough of my reputation as a journalist that we really want to make, have your voice in this. It's very, very important that no. Divine because, intervention, Andy. Yeah, exactly. It's divine divine intervention. You were supposed to find this so that we could talk about it on the podcast this week. This, this article and I were meant to be together. We're like, mm -hmm. we're soulmates. Yes. <laughs> Now I didn't read it, so I'm gonna need your help. I'm gonna need the TR. <laughs> I read it, and it seems it's. Uh, I don't think that breaking up Google is a terrible idea, but they make really. I don't think they are making good case for it. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll I'll read the lead paragraph. Uh, never in the history of the world has a single company had so much control over what people know and think. Yet Whoa. Washington has been slow to recognize that Google's power is a problem, much less embrace the obvious solution. Breaking the company up. I thought Facebook was the problem. I might have more problems with Facebook than with Google. 
Um, and so, uh, it's tell it's, me who to hate. <laughs> oh, but there's Sorry. so many. <laughs> there's there's a site called Twitter.com. It will show you all the oh, people yeah. you really need to start hating. Yes, uh, yes. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's weird. There. Um, again, it's, it's worth any time. I, I do believe that, uh, I'm, I'm enough of a lefty to think that any time that a company gets as big as Google or Apple or Facebook or uh, name any of eight or nine or 10 of the companies, it's worth at least talking about, is this company doing more harm than good by being this huge, huge company, but they were making, so they're, they're, they're making this, uh, this. Uh, argument that uh, they're suggesting that they divide search from all the other businesses and make that into a separate unit. Uh, and they also have different permutations of combina- combinations about uh, separating Google's businesses. But some of the some of these suggestions are just absolutely nuts. Uh, one of them is uh, they suggest, quote, revisiting, unquote, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. Now, this was... Oh, that yeah, one. <laughs> which is just stupid. Paper about this in high school. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. See, this is and so what they're what they're saying is that now the uh, part of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act of 1995. It's part of why the the internet became good because one of the it's like a lot of back and forth, a lot of deals were sort of made about how we're going to let the internet run itself. So one of them was that uh, like a principle like YouTube is not required to make sure that if someone f- submits a video that this video is not owned by copyright by somebody else. Uh, it's but they but there has to be all, there just has to be a mechanism so that if a copyright owner says, "Hey, look, that's my that's my that's my music or that's my TV show." Google has to have a mechanism to get that thing taken down. So it's the responsibility of the copyright holder. And so it's it's not hard to figure out that the reason why there can be like uh, like uh, message boards, the reason why there can be uh, like a Tumblr or Twitter is the is because people you you can have services where people get to post and publish things without the host of that being responsible for everything that, that person posts. So they're saying that maybe we should. It's so totally unfair that Google gets to have YouTube, but this poor little copyright holder, it's their responsibility. It's like okay, so you really want to remove this thing that makes the internet work? Really? You know, I have to say, just on the. Just on the chat of YouTube, uh, the thing that I've noticed happening, because sometimes I like pop in on YouTube and I try to figure out what's going on, but I I still don't know. Um, (laughs) But what I do see is that there's this new trend of people copying videos down to the concept, Not, not just the concept, but also down to the phrasing that is used throughout the scenes, which is crazy to me like how do you how do you combat that um for instance there was some like there was some weird little uh there was some weird little like makeup challenge with like the little little rubber hands that everybody keeps wearing (laughs) these days and um and some other girl like copied some girl and she whatever she claimed that she's the one who started like this whole concept trend and then she and anyway it was crazy but it also made me think like wait a minute, like who does have the original right to everything that's being said in that video? Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, maybe that's going to a totally different, yeah. but that's, yeah. But the, but, but the idea of like revisiting this and that th- this, this is an advantage that Google is taking, taking advantage of, that's just kind of nuts. Um, the, the other, uh, just another kind of nutty thing is that the idea of regulating government like a public utility uh, which is and and this this is the absolute like this is where I was like okay I gotta I gotta write an op ed <laughs> it's like forcing it to license out its search algorithms to help spur competition uh, and I have to say that the worst thing possible would be if Google's like li- were forced to sh- tell everybody how its search algorithms because nothing would work every the first two thousand search hits on how do I bake an apple pie would be all about again like different pills and vacation packages and home refinancing because as soon as they know how to game the system that's when search co- be- becomes completely irrelevant so that's just kind of mm. stupid yeah, that's true. That's true. Actually, now I'm well. Now I'm not interested in reading it anymore. So thank you, Andy. <laughs> I mean, it's a, yeah. I, I, 
it's it's well written. It's got these cool little JavaScript sort of animations in it. So that's I mean, that's yes, yes, that yes. I it. scrolled through it. I gave them the bounce hits. I stayed on the page for a while. Okay, <laughs> my bounce rate was zero percent. I still haven't left the website. I'm still on it. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, uh, yeah, it, it does get you thinking. I, I can't. I'm trying to think about think of a situation or a, a way of breaking up Google that I would agree with, because or an argument that I would agree with. One one of the problems of this piece was that all they were really saying they they, they weren't making a good case for Google is preventing other companies from succeeding. They did correctly uh, cite how. Uh, they were gaming uh, search results for Google Shopping, and the, the EU uh, uh, fined them like twelve or thirteen billion dollars uh, for yeah. uh, for those violations, and that's correct. And and basically saying, well, it's, it would be possible for Google to make sure that any Google search goes to one of their products again, unless there is a EU or any other agency that is able to see that they're gaming the system that way. The, the problem is that like uh, when they talk about how Google has dominance over Maps, it's because Google has put so much money and research into making maps really good. And it is very true that it's almost impossible for another company to really enter and compete with the space. But it's the same reason why it's really impossible for another company to become a car company because there's mm-hmm. so you it, it takes decades of experience and figure out how to build these things at volume how to service them the 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 all the work that that Google does just to figure out where is the entrance to a building uh and dis, and despite all of that yeah. there's a there, there's all there's already a couple of different open mapping uh, solutions that if you don't want if you that are supported just simply by the mapping community so it's not as though you're uh, the industry the entire software industry is required to go with google maps apple was able to get apple maps spun up uh and, and just again goes to show you how difficult this thing is it was not that great for a couple of years but they they found their way they found the keys to the car uh so it's like there's a there's a uh, again I'm I'm at heart a, a big old lefty. I am pro union. I am pro labor. I am making sure that if, that if you're that you're at your fulfillment warehouse, I want to make sure you're paying your warehouse workers really really well. But nonetheless, there comes a time, particularly in technology, where you can't punish people who are successful because they're making a kick butt product, and also the acknowledgement that sometimes when the number one dominant tool is really really good do we really want to break that up so now there are four or five different search tools each one is not very not great in and of itself but brings something kind of separate so you're really gonna have to hit five different search engines to get search results you want or is google the king of search because again they they they've won the verb google something because they're doing so well at search. So they didn't, there might be an argument yeah. for breaking up Google, but this piece isn't it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, that's why I was interested in reading it. Yeah. Again, <laughs> it's, it's got those cool JavaScript animations. It's written very well. It's just that it's written very well about <laughs> assertions that I don't agree with. I'm actually surprised that they didn't mention more of like other stuff that's been going on. <laughs> yeah. There's so many other things. <laughs> <laughs> there's that, that's a, there's that's so a, many other things that's a rich stew they've got cooking there at google <laughs> yes which is great for us because uh it keeps our podcast an hour and change every week so. an hour and change every week yes <laughs> uh, shall we shall we close the lid on this one yeah let's close the lid on this one you know i don't think um you know i'm ha- I, I hope you're having a good week andy <laughs> It's it's been a week. It's, I hope you're uh, having you're going to have a better week, Andy, and I hope that some wind comes your way. Again, the uh, uh, cold I, wind. Uh, there's a, there's a shower that's about thirty feet away from me that I will that has a, both a cold position and a hot position. I think I'll be using the cold position on that shower. Uh, you know, use the fan, you know, like just uh, whatever. Yeah, anyway, were, I I, I will <laughs> I will be using Google Search to find out. Or okay, who am I kidding? I, every time I'm about to I'm about to buy something, and I really don't care about becoming an expert on this thing. I just want a good version, one of those things. I will be hitting the wire cutter to buy an air conditioner for this place. Yes, Google because... the wire cutter colon <laughs> and what you need. Maybe maybe the Boston Globe wants the wire cutter to be broken up because though they're too good at what they do, they want I should be I should have to hit twelve different sites before figuring out what ninety dollar air conditioner to buy off of, off of Amazon. 
Yeah. Uh, well, the, what I was going to actually say that earlier about the fan is that uh, when it's very hot here, uh, the house is humid. So, you know, you got to put the fans <laughs> in the bathrooms. Otherwise, nobody wants to take a shower. It's too darn hot and humid. Yeah. Also, also, I haven't, I haven't exactly finished unpacking. So I used to uh, bo- back at the old house. I actually bought mm. a special like turbo turbine fan that would go under the desk that would just give me like just flowing air. I have not found the box that has that fan in it yet, so I might have to buy another one of those too. Uh, oh, well, <laughs> here's to hoping you find that fan, Andy. Um, and Andy, for any of your fans, who would you like to tell them where they can come seek you on the internet? Uh, as usual, go to anotgo.com, spell my last name for the blog, anotgo on Twitter, anotgo on Instagram. Uh, and every couple of weeks I am on WGBH public radio in Boston, uh, talking tech for about a half an hour. And I'll usually tweet out, uh, uh the date and time coordinates for that. Thanks, Andy. You're the best. Oh, thank you. I'm not, but it's nice to hear it. Uh, well, I'm Flo, Florence Ion, and you can find me at florenceion.com. And I've already plugged myself several times throughout this podcast. Uh, so instead, I'm going to plug us, which is that you, did you know that you could become a member of our podcast? That's right. At several different tiers. And uh, we would love you if you did that. So you should head over to relay.fm slash material for more information, including check out who our sponsors are. Uh, and you know, Andy and I are, we are incubating away on those <laughs> bonus episodes. Uh, it's just been a hot summer already, you know, it's been hot. We, and we should it's mention we, our, our love of you, the listener is not conditional upon you becoming a member, but nonetheless, no. we are, uh, uh, we, it's, it's nice when like, uh, I'm, I go I, again, like, in a couple of days, with the with the two day Amazon Prime shipping, I will have an air conditioner. Mm-hmm. I will have I'll have at least one room in my house that is a cool like sixty five degrees all the time, and I will be thinking it is partly through the love. It is, it is this will be a particular expression of your love? The fact that you have some of you have nicely purchased memberships and are nice enough to make our our our, our show attractive advertisers giving me the money for which I can now apply towards an air conditioner. So we love, we love you either way. Some of you are sending a sign of your love through again, Freon uh, going, running through a compression compressor, then dripping water uh, outside. And also, you know, there's just so much more stuff to talk about. So just stay tuned. Just go to relay.fm slash material and also follow us on Twitter. We are also on Twitter. A material podcast. And that's our show for this week. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And we hope that you have a lovely next seven days. Until next time. 